My first brush with social status came one Saturday morning in the summer of 79. I was 11 years old and perched at the bottom of our driveway, waiting for the other kids to come out and play. Cue the neighbours opposite, approaching from my left in their brand new sports car, a stunning Mazda RX-7 in Don't Ignore Me Mark Green. Slowing as it rolled past our driveway, its liquid metal panels displayed a perfect reflection of my stunned disbelief. It was impossibly beautiful, and I was instantly jealous. Hey, it's Peter, and welcome to On Your Terms, a show all about personal reinvention based on meaningful work, autonomy, and living a happier, more intentional life. Ultimately, it's all about filling your backpack with whatever's missing so you can go and climb your mountain, where the climb is just as exciting as the peak. We were one of the first families to move to this part of town, a quaint bayside hamlet called Mount Martha. It was the perfect place for kids with lots of places to play and the beach just a few minutes away. The surrounding bushland housed koalas, wallabies and wombats. In fact, an eagle lived in our backyard gum tree. Our neighbours were simple, friendly and down to earth. Status was a foreign concept to us. Most of the parents were tradesmen, local council workers or school teachers. All of us kids went to the same public school and no one seemed much different from the others. So when the Matons family rolled up in a brand new sports car, it exposed two concepts I'd never experienced, at least not at this level, status and envy. I'd been driving on dirt roads in the local bush since I was about eight years old. I loved cars, I lived cars, and I couldn't wait to get my own. So I couldn't imagine anything more desirable than a lime green sports car parked in our carport. So that night at the dinner table, I asked mum and dad why we couldn't have a car like that. With patience and care, they offered some valuable lessons on money and status. My dad said that they actually could have a sports car if they wanted to, but that he and mum valued different things, like overseas holidays and family weekends away. They explained that experiences were better than things. Objects lost value over time, while experiences grew in value. Also, our neighbours had mortgaged themselves to the hilt and their new car was very likely purchased with a high interest loan. Dad explained that, unlike most people, we actually owned our house and everything in it, which gave us something few others had, peace of mind. Social status was never of interest to my dad, and since he had no debts, he never really worked more than necessary. He was a hard worker, there's no doubt about it, and he worked long hours, but he never did more than was needed to do an exceptional job. He was home every day at 4.30, and he was available most weekends too. The RX-7 driver was always working, and if he wasn't doing that, then he was busy keeping up appearances at the golf course with his mates. By the end of dinner, it was clear our neighbours had every reason to envy us, and not the other way round. At 18, I left home, and I soon forgot, well, really ignored, everything my parents said. Moving from a Bayside village to the sparkling city changed me. Status mattered there, and its allure was inescapable. It was everywhere. And my situation wasn't helped by the fact that I now worked at a magazine stable comprising, amongst others, two motoring titles. Every day was a parade of gorgeous and desirable metal like the first Honda NSX, the GTR Godzilla, Lamborghini Diablo, the BMW M5 and 850, the Lotus Esprit, 
the Porsche 911 C4, the Benz 500SL, and of course the cute little MX-5. I shared a large Victorian house with four others in the wealthy suburb of Hawthorne. A housemate was one of the first to take delivery of that brand new, groundbreaking MX-5. But he enjoyed drinking with his mates after work, so he actually let me drive it more than him. Another was a trust fund brat who spent all of his days listening to Kenny G and tinkling on his grand piano down the other end of the house. As for me, I attended press launches at five-star resorts in exotic locations all around the country, and I played on racetracks with the motor racing elite. I was surrounded by all of life's material temptations, and often I had to pinch myself. It was heaven, it really was, but it was also hell. After seven years, I left. I finally realised, at the time I was sitting in traffic in a red Lotus Esprit Turbo, I realised that I would never own anything nice as long as I stayed. The truth is, I'd had enough of playing pretend. I wanted to make enough money to live large on my own dime. Naturally, I failed. (laughs) Many times, actually. A few successes did happen. But most of the process over those years was a long procession of late nights, uncalculated risks, and bitter disappointments. Now, I could point to dozens of reasons, and there are many reasons, and many of them beyond my control. But in reality... These are the only two that matter. Number one, I valued the wrong things. And number two, I measured my success the wrong way. First, I cared all about the things that didn't lead to happiness, like looking cool, courting the envy from my peers, and living large. Status was everything. Second, I measured my success by what I had, who I knew, and how much money I made. Now, you're probably thinking that I must have been a dork, and yeah, I really was. But tell me you haven't done the same, at least to some extent, at some time. Decades came and went, and so did the houses, the cars, the trinkets, and the job titles. I made lots of money, and I lost even more. Some of it was exciting, but most of the time, I was just a hot mess of anxiety and worry. Now, people like to say, I have no regrets. But truthfully, I have plenty of them. There are so many things that I do differently today things that would have prevented many of my past failures. So all I can do is draw on those decades and be grateful that I eventually fixed my compass. It's taken me almost 30 years to revisit the lessons of that summer's day of 1979. So after years of climbing, falling and failing, this is what I know about the dangers of status and envy and how they've changed. I believe that status is no longer about what you drive especially if you have to finance it to drive it, who you work for or what the title on your business card says. It's not about how much money you make or what city or suburb you live in or what brand of watch you wear or whether your handbag says LV, CC or Hermes on it. Besides, most people will assume it's a fake anyway. Status is no longer about where you holiday once a year as you struggle to wind down from your 80-hour weeks. It's not about which private school your kids attend or whether you have the latest iPhone or not. It's not about whether your outfit's at this season or not. I think status has changed. Today, I think a much truer measure of status is that you're comfortable with who you are and where you're going, that you do the kind of work you actually care about, that you control when, where, and how you work. I think that's a huge one. Status today is your family sees you often enough to recognize you when you step through the door. It's being debt-free except for carefully selected growth assets. I have no problem with financing growth assets. 
Status is your income not being dependent on just one source. It's having your investments on autopilot and not having to stress about money. It's having a car that performs its intended purpose or one that brings a smile to your face every time you drive it. It's a house that is actually a home, probably not the home beautiful kind. Status is having kids who are happy and confident and who know that you love them. Status is being available when your kids need you, even if it's midday on a Tuesday. It's living intentionally, unswayed by the lure of popular culture. Everything you own serves a purpose or brings you joy. And a big one, it's having enough free time to pursue your passions and interests. These are what I think constitute real status today. Because when you finally realize that no one cares whether you're living the good life or not, when you understand that life is a very fleeting gift, you approach it differently. You begin to live on your terms. You know, I once envied people who were well-known, wealthy, and revered. Today, I envy no one. I honestly don't. I once thought that my job title, preferably printed on 420 GSM bond, thanks very much, determined my social status in society. Today, I know it's self-defined, and society's perception is irrelevant. I once thought a successful life required the accumulation of things, mostly from Italy, Germany, and France. Today, I know it comes from living with purpose, on purpose. In fact, things don't even come into it. So ask yourself these two questions. What would I value if no one was watching? And how can I measure my success using my own metrics? Life, one that's truly lived, is about blazing your own trail instead of following one that's been laid out by others. Yours will be over before you know it. And what happens next is up to you. Anyway, that's it for me for this week. Thanks again for listening. I love having you around. Listen to stuff that I like talking about. Um, From now on, things are going to be a little bit different in terms of where you'll find the blog post that goes along with these podcast episodes because I'm going to be mixing things up a little bit and talking about topics like I have today, which kind of cross uh, between officeanywhere.co as well as midlifetribe.com. I'm now going to be um, referencing a simple URL for all of the podcast episodes and they're all going to come from peterfritz.co slash something. So given that this is actually the 60th episode of the podcast, you're going to find the corresponding blog post for this at peterfritz.co slash 60, 60, and you'll find that that uh, blog post actually lives on the Office Anywhere website. So until next week, here's to living and working on your terms. I'll talk to you then. See ya.